This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast about mental health and well-being, hosted by Jeremy Godwin. Let's talk about mental health, because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Well, hello, and a very warm welcome to Episode 7 of Let's Talk About Mental Health. The podcast that doesn't just talk about mental health and well-being, but gives you practical advice on how to improve and maintain it every day. I'm Jeremy Godwin, and I'm very glad that you could join me for this latest episode, which you can either listen to as a podcast or read on letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. This week, we're going to be talking about baggage, what it is, why we can sometimes end up being weighed down by unresolved stuff in our past, and how to set it free, like a biodegradable balloon or a wayward insect trapped in your car. And I swear those analogies will come into play later on. Let's get talking. Do you have stuff that happened in your past that's weighing you down? Things that went wrong, shitty relationships, terrible experiences at work, upsetting events, losing your way? Most of us have some ugly stuff lurking in the back of the closet, and dealing with it sometimes seems almost impossible. But the thing about baggage is that when you carry around too much of it, it will either weigh you down, or you'll end up paying ridiculously high excess baggage fees like you do on the plane. I am here to tell you that it is possible to deal with your baggage, and to move forward. The bad news is that there isn't just a pill that you can swallow or a mantra that you can recite that will make all of it go away. But the good news is that through putting in time and effort, you really can deal with it. I know, I know, saying time and effort makes it sound like it's going to be some exhausting process. And ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Look at me, keeping up with pop culture references from 2012. Believe me though, when I tell you it is worth doing, working through your baggage, and to take the time to do it right. And today, we're going to talk through how. So what is baggage? Baggage can be described as stuff from your past that you haven't fully worked through yet, which means it's still weighing you down in some way, and it might be contributing to other issues in your life. It's that real deep-seated stuff that goes right to the core of your insecurities and vulnerabilities and fears. And it can be a real bastard to deal with because it's painful and we naturally want to defend ourselves from pain. But the thing about baggage is that the longer you carry it around, the heavier it gets. And the heavier it gets, the more it can weigh you down and stop you from living a life where you feel satisfied, calm and able to move forward. I like to describe baggage as being experience that you haven't dealt with yet. And what I mean when I say that is this. When things happen to us, the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's up to us to process it, to find the lesson that it can teach us, and then learn that lesson and take that knowledge with us into our future in a way that sees us acting in our own best interests. Now, sometimes stuff happens to us that was within our control, and sometimes stuff happens to us that was out of our control. Regardless, though, we have a choice. Do we let it own us, or do we own it? Owning it takes work. It'd be great if we could just decide to own it and be done with it. Fantastic. But life rarely ever works like that. We're so used to getting what we want immediately. I mean, hell, I get frustrated if my Amazon order takes longer than a day or two to arrive and I live in the country. But dealing with baggage and healing can't be done at the click of a button or the snap of the fingers. 
This stuff takes real time and real effort. I'm really sorry to break that to you. But know that it is possible, and we'll talk through how in this episode. Let me just take a moment here to say what dealing with baggage isn't about. It isn't about just sucking it up and getting over it. It isn't just about saying it is what it is and then thinking that you're all done with your baggage. And it's not something that you just do once and tick off your list. It's a journey, not just a destination. And yes, that's a cliche. And no, I don't care because every cliche is grounded in truth and has something to teach us. That phrase, it is what it is, is a funny one. And I'd like to just take a moment to talk about that. I see that phrase as being about accepting things that are out of your control. And it's something that I talk about a lot in my work. But I get really irritated when people say it is what it is as a means of dealing with baggage. Slapping a catchphrase on something or putting up an inspirational sign doesn't help you to get to the heart of why you might be carrying around serious emotional baggage. And frankly, it can do more harm than good. In order to deal with baggage, you need to actually address it, not just shrug it off. Otherwise, it will come back and bite you in the backside later on. Dealing with baggage really isn't a solo gig. To work through it, you need to work with someone who knows what the hell they're talking about and who can navigate the conversation in a careful manner so that they can guide you through what is often a much more challenging process than just simply saying it is what it is. So that's my point. I'm just saying I can't help it. I have to make that point very clear. That phrase is more about accepting that sometimes things are out of your control. So please do not try to self-medicate your way through baggage by saying it is what it is because it isn't. Now, when I talk about baggage, some examples could be stuff that happened at work, at school, in your relationships, stuff that happened with your parents or siblings. It's usually the stuff that has really strong emotions connected to it because it's really close to our hearts. And that's precisely why this topic is related to good mental health and well-being. You know how sometimes it's so much harder to get over an argument with a family member than it might be with a friend or a co-worker? That's because the closer the relationship, the more vulnerable we become when there's baggage attached to it. Baggage left unattended will eventually clog up your capacity for focusing on the good in things and it will make it harder and harder to have positive relationships, both with other people and with yourself. Except at the airport where unattended baggage causes a security scare and then gets blown up by the authorities in case it's a bomb. But anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about airports so much, but anyway. When I talk about baggage, I'm talking about that serious stuff that you haven't fully dealt with yet and which you might be carrying around. It is a weight, it's a burden, it's a heavy load that you've been carrying around for weeks or months or years that will keep pulling you down and might even affect pretty much everything that you think, feel and do unless you work through it. This stuff is not easy and in fact it's completely frightening. And for a lot of us, the instinct can be to just leave it alone so that we don't need to face whatever it is that's hidden deep in our consciousness, because what you can't see can't hurt you. But unfortunately, that's not true, because everything will rise to the surface given enough time unless you deal with it. I guess the question for some of you might be, why should I deal with it? I hear what you're saying, but I'm fine with the way that things are, and I don't want to go poking around in my head too much because who knows what might happen. And that's a fair point. I can't tell you to deal with your baggage and sort your shit out because only you can decide what is right for you. But let me ask you this. Do you have patterns that keep popping up over and over again for you? 
It might be your romantic relationships breaking down when things get too tough or get too intense. It might be every job that you work at turning into a complete shit show after five or six months. It might be self-destructive behavior like pushing people away or overindulging in food or alcohol or drugs or sex or gambling or any habit on a regular basis that makes you feel like crap afterwards. Those sorts of behaviours don't just come from nowhere. Treating yourself like shit usually comes from a place that's overflowing with baggage, along with all of those socks that disappear in the washing machine. And that's why you should deal with it, because serious baggage doesn't just exist in a little box on the shelf in your head that's filed away and forgotten about. Oh no, that would be far too easy. Baggage lurks in the dark corners of your mind and it lowers your self-esteem and your self-belief and your sense of self-worth and it makes you do stuff that causes yourself real pain. Until you confront it and work through it, you will be controlled by it. And I don't know about you, but I want to be the one in the driver's seat for my life, not some stuff that happened in the past. I spent a very long time carrying around a lot of baggage when I was younger. And while I wouldn't say that I'm completely healed now, because I'm not, and there's still plenty to work through, I've managed over the past few years to deal with the majority of the big stuff that really messed me up for a long time. The stuff that made me think that I wasn't worthy, like my father leaving when I was seven and not having a lot to do with me after that, like my mother being physically and emotionally abusive, like being constantly bullied and teased all throughout high school, all of that sort of stuff, all that stuff that left me feeling like I was less than everyone else. And it took having a nervous breakdown to push me to work through all of that stuff with a psychologist. And in hindsight, I'm glad that I did because I can look back on it a lot more objectively now because I know that that stuff can't hurt me unless I choose to let it. The thing is, though, that we shouldn't have to get to the point of breaking down before we deal with our baggage. Yes, it might seem confronting and challenging to work through it, but it's better than hitting rock bottom and then having to sit in a room with a total stranger and bear the darkest corners of your soul because you know that it's either that or not being able to go on anymore. And that's the thing with baggage. Until you confront it, process it, deal with it, and move forward one step at a time, then you're likely to experience emotional baggage popping up when you least expect it, and it'll rain on your parade. And it really is a case of one step at a time, because recovery and healing don't just happen overnight, and they also don't just happen in a straight line. In other words, it's not like every day is better than the last, until suddenly we're all skipping through the forest and talking to the animals. Healing is hard work, and it goes up and down. You can have good days, you can have bad days, you can have average days, you can have completely awful days, but it will get better. It just takes putting one step in front of the other and getting the support that you need when you need it. Actually, scratch that. It involves getting support even when you think you don't need it. If the Beatles taught us anything, other than the fact that they are indeed the walrus, it's that we all get by with a little help from our friends even if that friend is a trained professional who you're paying to listen to you. When it comes to baggage, we don't just deal with it and be done. We talk about it, we process it and understand it, and then we deal with it. I mean, I don't want to give away all of my secrets here, but I see that as being pretty much the key to good mental health and well-being, for whatever the topic might be. 
Also, it's not about healing to a specific time frame or checking off a set of milestones until suddenly, boom, you're healed. It takes time and effort and an understanding that you'll have those good days and those average days and those shitty days, but that the more you work through it, over time, the less you'll experience the shitty days and the good days will become more frequent. There really is a light at the end of the tunnel when you start working through this stuff. And I promise you, it's not a train heading in your direction, but it does take work. And work is hard, and I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But it really is worth it, because it can clear away all of the things that have held you back. So, how do you work through this baggage stuff, so that it doesn't come back and bite you later on? Let's get into the practical part of today's topic. How to deal with baggage. Let's start at the beginning, which is to work out what you need to work through. What area or areas of your life are you feeling stuck in or feeling like you're carrying around emotional burdens? Make a list. I know, I know, I always say make a list, but there's a good reason for it. Sometimes you need to see things written down to make you look at it differently. And also this will help you to then identify the one or two main things that you're having the most difficulty with because you can't fix everything all at once. Now ask yourself this question and be brutally honest. Why do you want to address those areas of your life? Is it because you're sick of feeling helpless? Is it because you're tired of waking up with a pounding hangover because you're drinking too much to mask your pain? Are you sick of getting fat because you're eating your sadness? And yes, each of those is something I have done myself and which has led to my own process of working through my baggage. Be really clear about just what damage your baggage might be doing to yourself and those around you. Face the truth. If you're not ready to change, you're probably not ready to deal with your baggage. So either get your shit together and face it or deal with the fact that nothing will change until you decide to change. Now comes the hardest part digging into the why. Now, for those of you who have listened to my earlier episodes, you might remember me talking about a technique called the five whys, which I'm going to revisit now. Five whys is pretty much what it says on the tin. It is a technique that you can use to dig into the heart of something by asking why five different ways and digging into a topic deeper. So if you think of it this way, when you go to the doctor and you tell them that you've got a cough, the doctor doesn't just go, oh, here you go, here's some cough medicine. Well, a decent doctor doesn't anyway. A cough is a symptom, but it is a symptom of what type of disease. So you might have the common cold, you might have bronchitis, you might have emphysema. There's a whole bunch of different things that can cause coughing. Part of the challenge is to really understand what is the actual disease, what is the root cause of what's going on. And by asking why, and then thinking about whatever answer you come up with, and then asking why about that a few times, what you can actually do is dig deeper. So instead of going into a massive amount of detail, what I'm actually going to do is show you an example or talk to you through an example, which is based on my own story that I just gave you quite recently. So. Earlier this year, I was in a management role and I was struggling with a lack of confidence and just crippling anxiety while I was working in that role. So thinking about how I was feeling in that situation, I asked myself why. And the reason why was that I was second guessing myself and I just couldn't seem to find a steady footing, especially when having to deal with some really serious staff issues. So I could just deal with it at that. But if you dig a little bit deeper, if you start asking why and get down into the real detail, you'll find that there's generally a lot more that's sitting underneath the surface. 
So let me continue with that example and show you what I'm talking about. So if I ask myself why I was second guessing myself, well, it was because I was working through a whole bunch of performance management stuff. And I've had to do that before in my career. I'm talking about having to take disciplinary action and actually terminate someone's employment as well, which is not pleasant. And I've had to deal with all of that stuff before as a manager. But in this role, it was really stressing me out. Okay, so thinking about that, why was it stressing me out so much? Well, it was reminding me of all of the stuff from my past career that I actually hated about managing people because it just made me feel awful. It didn't sit right in my soul. Okay, why is that such of an issue for myself? Well, because I realized that I just didn't know anymore how to manage my way through all of that and still be the kind of person that I want to be. It's horrible having to discipline people at work or sack someone, both of which I had to do. But unfortunately, it's part of the job when you're a manager. And for me, it got to a point where it felt wrong. It was exhausting and I felt overwhelmed. Okay, so why was I feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by it? And it's a pretty straightforward answer. Because it's no longer the right job for me. Now, do you see the difference from... Where I started off with feeling just a lack of confidence and anxiety at work versus the end where I've asked myself why multiple times and now I've gotten down to the heart of the problem. If I just tried to address the confidence thing, it wouldn't address the real cause, the real root cause, which is that management is no longer the right job for me. That is what I need to work through in order to let go of my baggage because the confidence and anxiety things are just symptoms of what's really going on deep below the surface. The thing about baggage is that if you just leave it without dealing with it, eventually it returns and it returns over and over again until you learn the lesson that you need to learn. So I say to all of you, when you're working through this stuff, please make sure that you're in a safe place when you do it. Even better, talk it through with a professional or an objective friend or loved one. If you do use someone that you know personally, you need to be talking with someone who can listen without jumping in with solutions. Someone who can ask lots of open questions and let you process your thoughts and feelings. You want someone who can be impartial and objective. And that is a lot to ask of someone who you're close with, which is why I highly recommend talking to a professional. Because it's very difficult to find someone who has an emotional connection to you who can also remain totally objective and unbiased. Speak with someone professional who can help you to work through it. A coach, a counsellor or a therapist, depending on your preference and the severity of the stuff that you need to work through. Just to be clear, a counsellor is someone who has done accredited counselling training and a therapist or psychologist is someone who has a degree and is recognized by professional bodies as a psychologist. When it comes to coaches, there are two types of coaches. There are people who call themselves a coach and have zero experience or qualifications, or they are usually people who may not have a master's or an advanced degree, but you can often find people who have a good mix of formal studies with practical advice. Be warned though, like I said, some people just call themselves a coach because they like to give people advice, but they have no real experience or formal qualifications. And that's totally fine if you want to know what type of crystal to use to align your third chakra or whatever. But when you're talking about dealing with baggage and past trauma, it actually can be dangerous. Talk to someone who has at least had some formal training, please, so that they don't accidentally break you. 
Find someone you feel comfortable with who can help you to see things from different angles and provide guidance that might not be possible from someone you know well. Working through this deeper why stuff is really important to get right so that you can understand the root of why you feel the way you feel. It's very important to spend lots of time in this phase before you try to take the next step because you really need to understand why you have the baggage that you have in order to be able to work on it. Then you can move on to the next part, which is confront and express. Often the reason why we have baggage in the first place is because not only have we not processed what happened, but we also haven't confronted it. We put it in a box and try to ignore it, but you need to confront your feelings. Again, preferably with the support of someone who is appropriately qualified, like I discussed before. Confront your feelings, let it out, shout, cry, break things if you really must, but confront how you feel and express it. Now, this doesn't mean that if your baggage stems from your difficult relationship with your mother, for example, that you pick up the phone or pop around to her house and go have it out with her. That's probably going to cause way more harm than good. What it means is that you work through it with someone you can really talk to. Again, I know I'm harping on at this point, but that's why you really need to talk to someone who knows what the hell they're talking about. Please, no DIY psychology or Dr. Google here, please. Confront your baggage and express it. I believe our grandparents used to call that stuff getting it off your chest before we started posting everything on social media. All right, so now what? It's out. You've confronted it? Okay, well now it's time to acknowledge it and accept it. Here is the thing about what has happened. Nothing that we do or say will ever change it. What has happened has happened. And now it's part of your story, one way or the other. All you have now is choice. The choice to let yourself be defined and damaged by whatever happened, or the choice to be defined by how you rise from it. Acknowledge to yourself that what has happened has happened, and that it's now up to you to accept it. Acceptance is a real pain, because it takes a lot of effort most of the time. But to truly move forward, you do need to truly accept whatever has happened. If it's something that happened because of your own actions, forgive yourself and resolve to do better if it's something that you could have avoided. If it's something that was done to you, I don't think that you necessarily need to go out of your way to forgive the other person. Forgiveness is great and you may get there in time. But I think there are two things that you do need to do. And the first is to resolve not to let it or them have power over you. And secondly, forgive yourself. Because often our baggage is tied up in our sense of guilt and shame. So whatever it is, stop blaming yourself. And what if it's one of those situations where your baggage is all tied up in both what you did or didn't do, plus what another person did or didn't do? Forgive yourself. Acknowledge that you can't change or control the other person and choose not to let the situation have power over you. Resolve to let it go and give it time. Letting go doesn't happen immediately. It's actually a much longer process. You know that balloon analogy that I used at the start of the episode? It's a little bit like that in that you might choose to physically release that balloon, but you can still see it for quite a while. And its path is probably going to be pretty unpredictable. Instead of just gently floating away, it might get caught up on the currents and go all over the place in a way that you could never have predicted. That's the thing. 
but you do know that it will eventually fade from view. It will just take time. Another way of looking at it is that it can be like trying to get a trapped insect out of your car. I go out of my way not to squish any insect or bug or spider unless it's got fangs that I can clearly see. I live in Australia, like I said, in the country, so there are a lot of those around. But I try not to. I just, I just don't think that we should be killing insects or spiders, you know, just for the sake of it because we're bigger. So anyway, when there's an insect trapped in your car and you're trying to gently coax it to get out of your car, it rarely ever cooperates the way that you want it to. Often it will fly off in the opposite direction or it will just outright defy your best attempts to get it to leave, which is a real pain in the backside, especially when you're driving at 100 kilometers an hour, 62 miles for those of you using the Imperial system. It takes patience, perseverance and gentle guiding before you can achieve the outcome that you want. The other bit there is that our emotions don't just run in a straight line from A to B. And letting go is a gradual process. It can be a bit of a roller coaster at the start, and then slowly the ups and downs become less extreme until, over time, it becomes easier to deal with and to hold down your lunch while you're on the ride. While you're processing all of this stuff, look for the positive. Now, sometimes you have to look pretty damn hard, but there is at least one positive in every situation, even if it has come at great personal cost. Even if that only positive is that it has taught you what you don't want in the future, that can still be a positive. And then from there, it's about making a daily choice to keep on letting go. If and when those feelings pop back up, choose to view them objectively as remnants of an experience that you have accepted and that is part of who you are. Thank those feelings for reminding you to keep working on letting go and breathe through them. And if you're struggling, speak with someone. So, when it comes to baggage and mental health and well-being, here are a few tips that I'd like to leave you with as I head towards the end of this week's episode. Number one, baggage is experience that you haven't dealt with yet. You might not want to deal with it, but carrying it around will weigh you down. Number two, when you are ready to work through it, Get support from someone who knows what they're talking about and who can be totally objective. It's probably the biggest thing that you can do when dealing with this baggage stuff. And number three, know that wisdom is not about the experiences that you have. It's about what you do with the experiences that have happened in your life, how you grow from them. You cannot change what has happened. You can only learn from it. I'm going to close out with a quote that I'd like to encourage you to reflect on. I know I do this every single episode. I particularly like this quote by Vernon Sanders Law, which ties into this week's topic of baggage. And it is, Experience is a hard teacher because she gives you the test first, the lesson afterwards. Let me repeat that. Experience is a hard teacher because she gives you the test first, the lesson afterwards. All right, and that brings us to the end of this week's episode. To summarize, baggage is experience that you haven't fully dealt with yet. And it is possible to deal with it. It just requires work and it requires support. If you do have things that are potentially causing negative patterns of behavior to pop up in your life, you owe it to yourself to work through whatever it is that's happening underneath the surface, whatever's going on, whatever stuff in your past is leading you to that place. 
you are worth it and you can do it. It does take time, but it's worth it. And that's the end of this week's episode. On next week's episode of Let's Talk About Mental Health, we will be talking about stress. We'll be talking about stress both at work and at home. And I'll be talking through practical tools that you can use, not just to deal with it in the moment, but also to set yourself up for good mental health and well-being and minimizing stress. Until then, stay in touch on social media. You can find Let's Talk About Mental Health on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at L-T-A-M-H official. That's L-T-A-M-H official. Find additional content at the website, which is letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to leave a review on your preferred platform. Reviews are really important because they actually help other people to decide whether or not to listen. And I really appreciate you taking the time to give some feedback if you enjoyed the podcast so that other people can discover it as well. Thanks for that. Have yourself a fantastic week and talk to you next episode. 